Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Mark chapter 8, verse 10. I want to I want to share I, I want to introduce this text by saying this that as I asked the Lord, I, I asked the Lord, what is it that you want to share with your with your sheep today, with your flock? And um, see, now I stopped sounding spiritual. This was sounding real good. Um, and, I, and I really felt like God said, preach on this text. And I've never, ever, ever in, in 17 years of ministry, I've never preached on this text. I've never preached on Mark chapter 8 never preached on this blind man. I've preached on other blind men, but I've never preached on this text. And here's why I believe God wants to share this message with you. Because I don't know about you, but do you sense like God is doing something amazing in this church? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just sense like God is doing something so amazing, not only in this church, but in Staten Island and all of New York. And I, I, I just think that if God's going to do what he wants to do in Staten Island, it's going to take more than the lead pastors to get the job done. It's going to take more than the staff or the leaders of the church to get the job done. I genuinely believe the reason that God wants to share this message with us today is to let us know that we are all important and part of the kingdom and also part of what God wants to do in Staten Island. Amen? So look at the person next to you. Tell them, that's you, bro. So I think that God wants to get us all on the same page. So Mark chapter 8, verse 10, I've given you enough time to get to it. And it reads this way. It says, immediately after this, he got into a boat. By the way, we're going to cover about 15 verses of the Bible. So if you didn't read your Bible app this week, I got you covered. Immediately after this, he got into a boat with his disciples and crossed over to the region of Dalmanutha. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had arrived, they came and started to argue with him. Testing him, they demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. When he heard this, he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, why do these people keep demanding a miraculous sign? I tell you the truth, I will not give this generation any such sign. So he got back into the boat and left them and he crossed to the other side of the lake. But the disciples had forgotten to bring any food. They had only one loaf of bread with them in the boat. And as they were crossing the lake, Jesus warned them, watch out before of the, before of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. At this they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. Jesus knew what they were saying and he said, why are you arguing about having no bread? Do you know or understand even yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes? Can't you see? You know you feel a little weird when Jesus rebukes you, right? It's like, oh, I, oh, oh, God, oh, God, oh, no, you are God. Oh, my, oh, God, I'm sorry. You have eyes? Can't see. You have ears? Can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? When I fed the 5,000 with five loaves of bread, how many baskets of leftovers did you pick up afterwards? Twelve, they said, and 
When I fed the 4,000 with the seven loaves, how many large baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Seven, they said. Don't you understand yet? He asked them. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. And Jesus took the blind man. Now watch, I want you to kind of lean in here. Jesus took the blind man by the hand, led him out of the village. Everything that Jesus does is with intention. He led him outside of the village, then spitting on the man's eyes. This is a little bit different. This is like, he's I'm going to spit in your face, but I don't want no anyone to see me do that. Now, spit is weird because spit is spit. Okay? And this is, you know, there's a passage in the Bible in John chapter 9 where he spits on the ground and takes the mud and he puts it in his eyes. This, he spit on his face. And this is, you might say it's anointed spit. I'm like, no, it's spit. Okay? He took him outside the village and spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? The man looked around. Yes, he said. I see people, but I can't see them clearly. <laughs> Pay attention here. I see people, but I can't see them clearly. They look like trees walking around. Is a blind man, completely blind. All he saw was black. That's all he saw. He couldn't see anything. Then he, Jesus performs a miracle. And he says, what do you see? He says, I see people, but I can't really see them clearly. It looks like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hand on the man's eyes again. And the eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored. And he could see everything clearly. I want you to help me pray. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we pray that you speak to us in these next few moments. We know that you are here, oh God. And we know that you have drawn us here. And you have this word for our hearts, God. I pray, Lord, that we don't leave this place the same way we came in. I truly believe you want us all on the same page. In Jesus' name we pray and God's people say, amen. I want you to give the title to today's message and it's this, we're not on the same page. Look at the person next to you, tell them we're not on the same page. Tell them, tell them we're not on the same page. Say we're not on the same page. Quick question, how many, how many of you guys remember using a really cheesy pick, pickup line? Really, really cheesy pickup line. Like, you, have, you ever, have you ever used one of them really cheesy pickup lines that you think that they're slick, but they're really terrible? Like, like how about this one? Hey, are you Jamaican? Because Jamaican me crazy. That was a good one, right? Hey, what is this? He said, he said I'm going to take that one. Uh, how about this one? How about this one? Hey, you know what my, my shirt is made out of? Does anybody know it? Boyfriend material. What? What? Hey, 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 is, uh, um, is your name Grace? Because you're amazing. How about we get like real Christian, we get like real Christian with it. We get real saved and, and, and we just like, we just wanted some, just, hey, you know, you know, I put, you know, I put the, the stud in Bible study. Some of you guys are still using this and this is why you need to come to today's altar call. 
I, I tell you, man, like just these pickup lines sometimes are weird. Hey, did it, did it, uh, did it hurt when you fell down from heaven? Like what? Only, only that's, uh, the Bible talks about angels falling down from heaven, and it's never a good thing. I don't know what he's trying to say when he's saying that. And I just think, you know, I, I just think that, you know, relationships, the dynamics of relationships and getting to know one another, it was just interesting the way me and Lisa went from friends to, like, like trying to holler. Like, I didn't even know how to do that. But uh, if you've ever been one of those people trying to get in a relationship, like, I don't know about you, but is there anybody here that's ever been, you know, this thing called friend zone? If you've ever been friend zone, just raise your right, raise your right hand, right? Just if you've ever been friend zone. For the, for the rest of the liars in the church, we're praying for you. It's like, not me. And I don't know about you, but here's the thing about the friend zone, right? Like, the thing about the friend zone is, here, here's the problem. The problem is that one person is giving signs or one person is reading signs that the other person ain't giving. And the other person is giving all the signs, but the other person is misunderstanding you know, if you've been friend zone, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you ever seen that person? Like, yo, 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 yo. You saw that? What, bro? What happened? No, you, you didn't just see that? What just happened? Bro, she brought me a glass of water. Yeah, I saw that. She brought you a glass. Don, no, no, yo, yo, bro. You know what that means, right? She's trying to holler at the kid. Bro, she brought you a glass of water. Nah, 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 bro, trust me, trust me, trust me. You know that guy that always tells you trust you four times straight? Don't trust him. <laughs> trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Yo, she's trying to holler at the kid, bro. You saw the way she brought me that. Like, we do this in church all the time. Like, you know, like, you just, we're, we're here, we're worshiping, and, you, you know, you sit next to your homegirl, girl, girl, did you just see what just happened? Did you just see while I was worshiping? Oh, my God. I was worshiping it. <laughs> Oh my God, I just, did you see, I was worshiping, no, 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 listen, 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 I was worshiping, and Drew made eye contact with me. You didn't see that, you didn't see that? Drew was like this, and he was like, and then, and it wasn't just any time, he made eye contact with me, we were singing Reckless Love, and he said, there's no mountain I won't climb up, running after you. You didn't see that? You didn't see that? Then she come after, she come, she come to Drew after service, like, hey, hey, I'm just coming, because I, I, you know what I mean, like, I, you were, you know, you were there, like, it was our moment. He's like, what moment? No, like, it was our moment, like, you know, I saw, like, I caught on to the sign, like, you were, you know, like, you were worshiping, but I saw you give me the signal, like, you were looking at me, and I know you were letting God know that, you know, like, that's his love for us, but I know you were, like, secretly letting me know that I can only do this with Drew, he's the only single guy here, so I can't do that with anybody else, sorry, Drew, I love you. Uh, you know, I'm making eye contact, you know, I saw you making eye contact with me, and you were like, no mountain, kick down, ball. you know, I just, so what's up? <laughs> It's like, you need Jesus. Why? Because it's, it's, it's these signs that you're, you're like, it clearly we're not on the same page. Right? Like, you're just, we're not on the same page. Like, I think, like, you're feeling me, but I'm totally not feeling you. And you think, like, what's going on here? Like, I, I thought that when you brought me a cup, it was like, you know, you was trying to holler. I thought that when you looked at me, it wasn't that you were just looking at the audience. You thought that I just, we're not on the same page. 
And you finally bring that person to, I want to let you, I want to introduce you to my mom and dad. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go, mom and dad. Oh, yo, he's going to let me introduce me to mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. Mom, dad, this is my friend. He's amazing. We're getting to know each other. And I love him like a brother. Just take the knife out of my heart. We're clearly not on the same page. I remember when I asked Lisa, she tried to friend zone me, but I was persistent. She tried to friends. I said, I said, I said, you know, I was trying to talk to her and get her to go on a date, and she was like, "Who else is coming?" I said, "Clearly, we're not on the same page." <laughs> I think that when we look at this te- text in in Mark chapter eight, man, I just you read this text from top to bottom, and all you keep seeing is Jesus being frustrated. Jesus is kind of like upset. He's kind of like angry. And, you know, we like nice, sweet, awesome, I love you kind of Jesus. But in this passage, what we see is Jesus, he's just frustrated. And why is he frustrated? He's frustrated because it seems like him and the disciples, for whatever reason, they're not on the same page. It's like Jesus is like signs. You want signs. I've been giving you signs. And you want more signs. And here we are. I just performed a miracle, possibly one of the most spectacular and sensational miracles that Jesus ever performed was the dividing of the five loaves and two fish. And here's where they find themselves. They find themselves in a boat, and guess what they're fighting about? Bread. Jesus is like, yo, we're clearly, help me out here, we're clearly not on the same like how is it that I just performed let let me remind you real quick let me take you down memory lane real fast because don't you remember like a couple of moments ago there was five loaves and it's two fish and we went from five loaves and two fish to five thousand loaves and two thousand like do do you remember that oh what about this time there was not only one time there was a second time what about the time that we had uh no food but guess what we divided bread and the bread turned to four thousand people being fed How is it that we're still in a boat with limited bread coming from what God just did and we're arguing with each other about bread that Jesus just multiplied. The bread that we have on the boat is the leftovers of what he just multiplied and here we are in a boat holding the bread that he just multiplied wondering like God how are we going to deal with this? We don't have enough food. Hmm. And it's almost like Jesus is saying, like, yo, don't you get it yet? Look at the text. text. He's saying, yo, don't you get it yet? Like, have I not been around you long enough? Don't you see that I've been, don't you see the miracles that I've been doing? Don't you see the signs and wonders that have been following? Can't you see the tour of miracles that we just had? And you're still wondering how is it that I'm going to provide for you to eat? Don't you get it yet? Don't you get it? Someone said, like, don't you get it? I love you. Shut up. And anyway, like, don't you get it? Because here's the truth. You could, you could be around Jesus and be around the message of Jesus and still have not the message of Jesus inside of you. See, what he's telling his disciples in this moment is just like, hey, listen, you, you could be around me. It seems like you're around me. You witnessed my miracles. You witnessed seeing people be healed. But somehow you're, you're around me, but what I possess is still not inside of you. And just like a relationship, we will never be able to write this story together 
unless we're all on the same page. Look at the text. Uh, you, you can't read the text of the blind man that is blind all his life and Jesus comes and encounters him. You can't just read that text and not see the context that it's being described in. When I look at this passage, it's such an unusual set of circumstances. I want you to look at the, the verse. Look what it says. It says, when they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus. And they begged him to touch the man and heal him. And Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and he asked, can you see anything now? The man looked around said, yes, can you see anything? The man looked around said, yes, he said, I see people, but I can't see them clearly. They look like trees walking around. And then Jesus placed in his hands on the man's eyes. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes and his hands and his eyes were open. His sight was completely restored and he, and he could see everything clearly. I can't help to read this passage and be like, Jesus, what happened here? Like, this is, this is just weird. Like, uh, like, let me give you Jesus' MO. Jesus' MO is this. Like, I come, I lay hands on you, you were sick, now you're healed. I come, I lay hands on you, you were blind, now you see. Oh, you had leprosy, I now come and I heal you, and now you go from having leprosy to having skin of a baby. In this circumstance, I'm like, ¿Qué lo que pasó aquí? What happened? Like, what in the world happened here? Because... It's almost like, you, you know, you ever seen like a, a barber, like a botch up a, a haircut? He's like, ooh, what, what just happened here? Like, you, you needed a little bit more gas on that, on, on that run, right? Like, you need a little bit more power. I'm like, Jesus, what happened here? Because it, it doesn't make sense here to me that you performed a miracle, but only partial evidence took place. It's like, Jesus, what happened here? Because if, if, if I'm misunderstanding here, uh, as far as I know... You perform miracles and people are healed. And I just kept, I, could, I just kept just trying to grasp what is it that took place here that Jesus performed a miracle, but the evidence of the miracle or the full evidence of the miracle didn't, didn't manifest. And then when you read it in context, you understand that Jesus is not just performing a miracle. He wants to give a lesson. See, Jesus doesn't want to just perform the miracle and say, oh, thank you, okay, that's awesome, go, be, go on your way. See, what has happened is that there were disciples following Jesus, and it's almost as if Jesus has this expectation of the disciples. Like, you've been following me long enough, but it doesn't seem like it. You've been following me and you've been witnessing my, but it doesn't seem like it. And it's like Jesus is trying to say, hold on a second, let me give a good illustration right now. Because everything that Jesus does is not without purpose. Everything that Jesus does has purpose. Jesus functions with intention. Jesus functions with purpose. Jesus functions with reason. He, everything that he does have, has an intention behind it. And so here you are. Jesus says, hold on a second, let's use illustration. Hey, excuse me, Mr. Blind Man, can you walk out the village for me? Let's go outside the village. They go outside the village and he says okay everybody's around here check this out he spits on the man's face <laughs> like spit is spit is bad spit is so nasty that it's okay while it's in your mouth but the moment it comes out of your mouth the same substance is disgusting he spits on the man's eyes 
And the Bible says, the man says this, I could see now, but I can't see clearly. I, I, I could see better than what I saw before, but I can't see fully what I need to be seeing. I'm, I'm better than what I used to be, but I'm still not where I know you want to take me. And here's what Jesus is doing. Look, look, look what Jesus is doing. Watch this, watch this. There is no other explanation for this text. No other. Look at, look at, Mark, look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Look at all the Gospels. Every miracle that Jesus performed. We're talking about the man that said, Lazarus, come forth. And a dead man went from being dead, not to just kind of being a zombie, to being alive and well. But in this miracle, it seems like Jesus didn't put enough gas on that bad boy. Like, oh, oh, you, Jesus, did you lack power here? Or was this miracle way too much? What happened? No, it wasn't that the miracle was too much. It wasn't that Jesus did not have enough, enough power. It wasn't that it was Jesus was trying to give a lesson. He wanted to show you, look, look, you see how, you see how it's really strange and shocking. I could imagine the disciples. <gasps> Ooh, somebody better hashtag this and put it on Instagram because this is like Jesus botches up a miracle. I saw it. I saw it. He, he wasn't healed. He said he was healed, but he wasn't healed. See, but when you follow the pattern of the text, what you see is that Jesus is saying, you see how weird this is? That I performed the miracle and only partial evidence is manifested? It's the same way with your own life. See, you've been around me so long, but only partial evidence of the message that I have is inside of you. You see how crazy this looks? This man, there's a miracle that took place here. Shouldn't he not be seeing? Shouldn't he be now like opening his eyes and being able to see? And oh my goodness, look at the wonders. No, this man says, I only see, I only see like partially. I just see like what looks like men and it looks like men walking and, and it looks like trees walking. Have you ever been in your tree? I only see trees walking stage. You know that stage where, where you're like, God is saying like, no, no here's where I want to take you. And you're like, well, I'm not, I'm not where I used to be, but I know I'm not where I should be. And you get frustrated because you, you, know, that you're, you're, you know that you're no longer addicted to drugs, but you know you're still addicted to selfishness, pride, and arrogance. Oh, you, you know you're, you're, you're finally coming to church, but you still have not come to the place where you are being the church. You're in, the, you're in the I see people like tree stage. You're, you're saying to yourself, like, here I am. Um, I'm not hating people like I used to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, last year I would have killed you. But this year, you're like, you're in your in-between stage. You're like, I, I know I'm not hating people anymore. But why is it that I can't love people the way I should? And Jesus is saying, like, you've been around my message. You've been around my message. You've been circling around my message, but my message has still not found its root inside of you. See, you know how to come to church, but you don't know how to be the church. And he's telling the disciples, how is it that you're arguing about bread when we, we just saw me multiply 5,000 loaves? How is it that you're still seeing things from a fleshly, carnal, self-centered perspective? You're worried about each other and, oh, my God, like, how come you didn't bring bread and how come you didn't bring bread? Do you not stop and think that you're walking with the bread of life? Oh, you should have brought bread. No, you should have brought bread. No, the bread of life is right here. 
is it that sometimes we find ourselves in our in-between stage? And I, I got to be honest, I, 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 I've seen this in my own life. And, I, man, I don't know about you, man, but I could put myself on the chopping block and, and I could say, God, why is it that I still struggle with the things I struggle with? Why is it that I still see certain people with vision, unclear vision? Why is it that I see life still with unclear vision? And it's because this, we think that Jesus came to give us better vision. He didn't come to give you better vision. He came to give you a new one. He said, no, no, no. You see, what all you're doing, all you're doing is, 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 is color coordinating your blindness. You're, you're blind, but you're just putting a little bit more graphics to it. And you're saying, oh, that's good enough because now I can see trees. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, back in the day, I saw black, but now I can see people walking like trees. And God is saying, no, if you're walking around me, as odd as this looks for this man to have partial manifestation of this miraculous occurrence in the same way that if I've changed your life, if I've died for you, if I've resurrected for you, if you've encountered me, if your life has been touched by me in the same manner, your life should not be better. Your life should be brand new. Is there anybody in this place that can say that I have a new life in Christ Jesus? Jesus is He's giving an illustration to say, this is unusual. So it is for someone that calls himself a follower of Jesus and not see the full manifestation of my love in them. I don't know about you, but again, I, my wife and I have been having this ongoing thing where, uh, you know when you're driving and someone in, at night and someone decides that they want to put their diabolical, demon-possessed high beams on? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Something happens. I turn, like, into the Hulk. Thank you so much. I have some here, and I stop using it. It's like, and, and there was this one time, can I, two confessions real quick. There was one time, just not one time, a couple of times, but this was just one of the times that were a couple of times. This guy, he's just, he's just right behind me. He's on my tail, and he's just flashing. He's flashing those high beams on me. And I'm just like, Whoo. I better call someone because he's going to have to call an ambulance. And I don't know, I'm going to be honest, it's a funny story, but it's, it's real to me. And on the inside of me, let me tell you, I was just fired up. I was just like, I don't know why I could get, I could pull over the car. I could pull this guy outside of his car. I could pray for him. And, 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 and the last time it happened, I pulled over. I said, what's your problem? I did just like that. You know when you're so angry, you speak through your teeth. What's your problem? They've rolled down their windows, and it's like 10 of them. And then I was like, what's your problem? <laughs> and Lisa, Lisa's just like, well, stop. She's telling me, she's like, stop. And no matter how many times she tells me to stop, I can't stop. And I'm like, what's your problem? What's going on? Pull over. And I'm like, pull over. And then they get in front of me. I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right back to him, and I'm going to just do. And I'm just furious, and I'm angry, and I'm out of control. And Lisa's like, what's, what are you doing? She looks at the guy. She goes, keep going. Keep going. He's crazy. Just go. 
And she starts like, almost like crying. And she's like, what's going on with you? And this was happening a couple of times. There's one time a guy pulled over to, pulled, pulled over to my side and he was like, get out of the way if you're going to drive slow. And I drove real fast. I caught up to him. I said, what you say? And then I'm like, Ro, you're a pastor. I'm like, that's right. And I couldn't believe it. Like, and, then, and then here's what happens. Woo! I experience the miraculous. I go to Matrix and I experience freedom. And then I go to a retreat and I encounter God. And I come out down from that mountain and I feel the Holy Spirit. And I genuinely felt like a brand new baby. Lisa was like, how do you feel? I said, let me tell you, I feel like I got no triggers. I feel like I've been healed from, from the inside out. I feel like I've been made holy without my effort. Like, you don't know how I feel. Like, this feels brand new. And then three weeks later happens and a guy comes and he flashes his high beams on me. Have you ever been in that, I see people like trees stage? And I'm, and I'm just saying to myself, like, I don't understand, God. Like, I thought I went to the mountain. I thought I experienced your miraculous. You put spit on my face. You laid your hands on me. I thought I was healed. I thought I was good. I thought I was getting ready to see the world different. But why is it that I'm still struggling? And I remember Lisa was like, this was happened three days ago. Three days ago, this guy comes at night, puts his high beams on me, and I'm like, ready. I'm ready to go to war with this guy. I'm like, oh, you mess with the... Meanwhile, I'm coming from an elevation concert and I was just like oh you ready oh this guy and, and Lisa already sees it on me she sees my she sees my demeanor change she sees everything about me change and and we we pull over to the side and she was able to calm me down and she goes how can we guarantee that this will never happen again because you promised me last time because last time she was in such a panic she was crying and I said to her honey I promise you I will never do that again but here I am confronted with the same type of circumstances after experiencing the miraculous from God and now I'm standing before the same kind of temptation and I still can't say no to it. And I said, honey, you know what the truth is? That we're just going to have to keep revisiting this. I'm just going to have to keep surrendering this to the Lord because of the truth of the matter is I can't figure out why is it that I respond to the same thing even though I've been set free. I don't, I don't get it, God. Like, I don't get it. Why is it that I, I've, I come to church and I feel like you've changed my whole life, and then when I go back into the world, it seems like my life has not changed not one bit. It just left off. I hit pause at church, and I come back out, and I'm back to the same old, same old. Have you ever felt like that, Kuhal? Have you ever been at that place where you just like, I come to church, oh my God, it feels like I could conquer everything. It feels like I conquer, I could conquer every sin. Oh, there's no temptation for me. I feel great. Then you walk outside of the doors, you experience the miraculous, but the manifestation of that is only partial. <laughs> what is Jesus saying? He's saying, you still, you're around me, but you need to get me inside of you. Yes, you're around the church. You're around the gathering. You're around people. You're, you're around that climate of, of, of praise, that climate of holiness. But, but somehow you have not been able to be a steward of that holiness. You have not to been able to be a distributor of that love. You come into a house and you just feel the love of God all over the place. But you walk out and you're like, why is it that I can't carry that love with me? Why is it that I still see people like trees? I want to tell you, Christ Uncensored, that if we're ever going to go where God wants us to go, he's, 
He, you cannot be satisfied with still not being blind. Nope. Too many of God's people have been so satisfied just because they're not blind anymore and that they can see wooden people. Hmm. Uh, oh, woo! Like, that's testimony right there. You know what I mean? Like, when you make progress, that's testimony. What? <laughs> Last year, I would have killed that person. But this year, you saw that? I let them live. Oh, my God. I'm so good. Thank you, God, for the change you've done in my life. Oh, oh, did you, oh, did you see that? Did you see that? That waitress brought my meal 30 minutes late. And did you see, I tipped them really good. Do you see that? Do you see that? And God is saying, oh, man, you're around me, but my message is not, we're, oh, you're, oh, we're still not on the same page. And here's the beauty of it. And Jesus didn't come to give you better vision. He came to give you a new vision. See, God didn't come so that you can become a better father. He came so that you can become a new father. See, God didn't come so that you can be a better husband. God came so that you can be a new husband. See, some of us, it's, you know, you heard that saying, two people could see the same thing and see it totally different. See, God didn't call you to see your marriage different. He called you to see your marriage new in Christ Jesus. If, you, if you've ever been divorced, I've been divorced. When you are divorced, you can't just see marriage better. you got to see marriage completely new. Because when you see marriage from the perspective of the kingdom, you realize no matter how better it can get, if it's not new in Christ Jesus, you're still going to associate the better with the old. But if it's a brand new thing, God is not just looking to work on your hoopty car. He's looking to buy you a brand new one. And he's paid it with his blood. And as the worship team comes up, I want to end with this, and it's this. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 10 says, we don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through the, a mist. But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines. We'll just see all, all then, see it all clearly as God sees it, know him, knowing him directly as he knows us. Did you catch that? Knowing him directly as he knows. How well does God know you? See, see the, the key for us to, to see things clearly is to know God the way he knows us. See, because the disciples were traveling with God, but they still didn't know the God that they were traveling with. It's no wonder that when Jesus is in the middle of a storm and he says, peace be still, they said, who is this man? Who is this man? Who, who is this man that speaks to the wind and the seas? And the wind and the seas listen to him. See, <laughs> They were traveling with him, but they didn't know who he was. And God is saying, the only way you're going to have new vision, see, you saw, the, you saw the miracles that I performed, 
But you never got to know the one who was performing them because if you did, you would be able to say, why are we wrestling and arguing about and fighting about bread when we are walking with the bread of life? I'm just tired of seeing things from a cardinal way. He's saying, what, what does it matter if you have HD, high-definition blindness? You're just upgrading your blindness. All you're saying is this is just a better version of what I used to have. And here's where we all have to leave off no matter what, no matter where we are, no matter what position we hold, no matter where we are in life. Here's, the, here's where we all have to end, and it's, it's at this place. That Jesus asks the man, what do you see? He says, hey, hey what do you see? You know what most of us do that? You know what most of us do when we're asked, what do we see? Here's where we play the front game as Jesus followers. Let's be honest. Well, what do we see? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I see clearly. And then we're bumping into stuff. See, this man could have easily went along with the miracle. Because God performs the miracle and then we feel like we need to front of the evidence. We, we need to pretend like the miracle took place. And God is saying, no, I need you to be honest with me. I need you to be willing to say, I know I performed the miracle. See, see, I, I, what I wanted to say was, what I wanted to say was this. Oh, of course I'm good. No, 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 the miracle took place. There's no issues with me, no. I know I went to that mountain. I know I was healed, but something in my heart didn't allow the word to penetrate fully. And here I am because you're never going to experience God's word fully. Hear me, hear me, hear me. You're never going to be able to experience God's word fully until what he told you is put to practice at least once. I received your healing. I received your healing. You got to forgive. You got to forgive. I received your forgiveness. You got to forgive. You got to forgive. And now I'm confronted with the very task of forgiving. And I'm wondering why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. But it's not until I say, I forgive you that that manifestation begins to happen. And I got to be honest with God. I got to say, God, I still see people like, like walking trees. God, I still, I still struggle with this same thing. I know the miracle took place. I know the healing took place. I know that I was blind and now I can see, but I still can't see clearly. God, I want to be on the same page as you. God, I'm tired of flipping through the pages of life. I'm tired of going back and forth looking for where to go. I just simply want to be on the same page as you. Is there anybody in this place that is willing to say, God, I want to be on the same page. God, whatever you want, I want. God, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. God, I don't want to walk around half blind. I want to be able to see clearly. Give God a shout of praise in this Christ and sense, and I want to say this quickly. What God is asking us to do, hear me. And I'm going to make it personal here. What God is asking this church community to do. Come here, Ru. 
can't just be me and Rue. Come here, Sheila. It can't just be, oh, oh, the leadership is on the same page. Well, at least the pastor's on the same page. No, it can't just be Ronnie. Ronnie, come here. Oh, at least, Ron, at least we got four people on the same page. We're ne never going to be able to write this story together if everybody's on a different page. But if we're all on the same page with Jesus, and Victor says, I'm going to do my part because I'm going to be on that same page. If Frank says, listen, all I want from God, I want to be on the same page as Jesus. I want what God wants for me. I want what God wants for me. And you will see that what God wants for the body of Christ will be manifested. You're not just walking haphazardly. You're not just walking aimlessly. You're not just walking bumping into things because you can't see clearly. You're saying, I have everything that I need in Christ Jesus. If he's in my boat, I have the bread of life. Come on, give God a shout of praise in this room. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to conclude here today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.